Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott. Dave can't make it tonight, but I have a special guest, my buddy from my old hometown, McLeansboro, Illinois, Craig Edwards. Thank you for oh. joining me. Thank you uh, for having me. And oh, always, man. Taking this movie request, I, I was intrigued to see <laughs> what you guys thought. I'm, I'm sorry Dave isn't here. Um, yeah. Hope all is well with him, but um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this really- this was a when when somebody sends us a request on the show, I always try and and watch it, and we've we've gotten some good ones in the past. This is an interesting movie, one I had never heard of. Um, Adam Rifkin's 1989, Never on Tuesday. That's right. Yep. Never on. I, tu- what what an interesting movie. I found it uh, sitting on a shelf in uh, a video store that was a ripoff of Blockbuster called Box Office Video. I got a job <laughs> there right out of college. And I mean, it, it ripped it off every way that it, that it could down to the color scheme, the teal, that Miami Vice teal and the <laughs> peach thing. Oh, yeah, definitely that 80s. Blockbuster had for a while. So box office was a chain of about 12 stores up there. And I was working in the one in Crown Point, which is the city that uh, John Dillinger escaped the jail. Oh, by, damn. By schmoozing <laughs> the female like sheriff or deputy or whatever and carving a gun out of soap. Have you ever heard that story? It happened. I have. That is amazing, man. Just miles from where I was handing out videos. But anyway, um, but I see this movie sitting on the shelf, and it's two guys and a girl. And you can tell it's light and frothy. And so I rent it and take it home. And it's um, it was weird because at the time I was sitting in Crown Point waiting for people to get out of Southern Illinois University so that we could make a move at the time, West to California to jump into the movie industry. And this movie just happens to be about two guys from the Midwest who head West to go and break into something in the West Coast. So it really struck a chord with me. Now, was the movie any good? Yeah, well, that's what we're about to talk about. But um, but it's been around in my head all that time since. So That's, that's interesting you bring that up. And... Um... That's pretty much the synopsis of the movie is two buddies heading to California. They're obviously on their way for something. But as somebody of that age and with those hormones, what are they going to be talking about? The California women and um, they're goofballs. I related to these idiots so much. <laughs> so thank you for making me feel 16 again watching this movie. <laughs> wasn't and And the unenlightened. You know, the way that we thought about things and the way that we assumed women thought about things. That's that's what I took from that is, um, well, here, these two guys on their way to California, just jacking around in the car and end up crashing into a beautiful woman heading the other direction. The only and other the, car on the road. Only other car <laughs> on the road in the middle of the desert. The whole movie takes place in this one location, which I think thought was brilliant. Yep. And um they all they can think of is the woman and getting in her pants versus is everybody okay? Is the car wreck and and stuff like that? And they're just bumbling fools. And it's like, wow, um, I remember thinking like these idiots. <laughs> oh, <know>? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> any attractive woman you saw back then or girl, you know, you thought, you know, I should bequeath my charms to her because she obviously would be interested. And in- yeah, wow, talk about misguided, just like these yeah. two fools. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and you've got the, you know, it's Peter Berg who has gone on to be a director. He yes, directed, uh, 
Battleship and some other big movies. And uh, the other fellow, I'm not going to remember his name, but he was John on Blake. Suddenly Susan is about his only other big credit. Andrew mm. something. And um, and then the the woman uh, who is named Tuesday, which that is there's a little play in the film's yes, title there. <laughs> um, Claudia Christian, who I had already she was part of the reason I rented it, seeing her on the box, because she had been in The Hidden. She mm -hmm. is the stripper that gets well, hidden is the movie where the alien is jumping from body to body. Okay. And at one okay. point it jumps into a stripper's body, and that's Claudia Christian. Okay. And, um, she did one of those rare things where she played a stripper, and I don't believe she actually took her clothes off. I mean, she's up on stage at one point, but I think she gets interrupted before she gets completely naked. So she waited for this movie. <laughs> she pulled off. Yeah, she pulls off not really going full naked, uh, even when she played a stripper. But she was certainly on my radar as a very attractive actress. She oh, absolutely. Babylon 5. And um, she had a movie called Hexed. Very crazy movie. Which, that sounds uh, familiar. I recommend if you have not seen it. Just an absolute. I think that was by, that might have been by the guy who did Sledgehammer on TV. It okay. is a wild film. It's got Arlie Ermey in it and very, oh, very gross. Yeah. So anyway, um, but with that cast and then you, you put these guys and I'm watching this cold and that's how I recommended you to see it. Um, mm -hmm. Box didn't say a whole lot about it on the back. Uh, certainly didn't reveal much of anything. So that they have this wreck was unknown to me coming into the story. Mm -hmm. And then that the film is actually, it just kind of settles down and that's, what we get for the rest of the running time. Um, a character study, really, of it these is. idiots. Yep, these idiots and this woman and how she... They teach her a little bit about life, but she teaches them way more about life. And you've got fantasy sequences, you've got dreams, you've got... Well, and that, that's one of the things that um, really made me um, feel like a teenager again is you've got this movie, you've got some dialogue. And that's one of my notes is I thought the dialogue was great. There's some really great banter in this movie. Um, mm -hmm. It just it works well. And it, it just made me feel like I was back in high school, man. It felt like I was talking to my bros. And that was. Um, but. Yeah, it was. The, the dream sequences and the fantasies, because given a second, they're having a serious conversation. Where are the guy's brains going? Off into fantasy world. And it's like, oh, my God. And now those sequences are really cool. They're very uh, music video -ish, um, Yes. Yeah. And uh, very interesting. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then and then, of course, there are and, and I hate to even spoil this, but, you know, too bad. And that's what this you know show. Does. Yeah, we spoil. But, <laughs> but there are the cameos. And again, those oh, dude, total surprises. Now, I got to ask, were the, did you manage to not know about them until they happened? I only knew about one cameo, and okay. that was Nicolas Cage when I was trying to find this movie. Okay. Um, and this is a hard one to find, folks. But when I. It is. When I was looking for it, I found um, clips of Nicolas Cage with the fake nose. I, I did. Uh, I refused to watch because I was like, OK, wait. So Nicolas Cage is going to show up. And oh, my God, when he showed up, dude, I almost died. I was like, what the hell was that? Yeah, I mean, I have no idea if those were written in the script like that. And they and the actors just showed up and were jumping in. But it feels more like they just <laughs> said, 
you know, go in the makeup trailer, do something, come back here and do something. Especially it's, Jed Nelson. Yes. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> that performance. And then, you know, Gilbert, Gilbert's. Oh, first, God, that was great, Gilbert, dude. <laughs> the brush buddy or whatever he had. The, well, okay. I look at that and all I'm screaming is, uh, that's the bathroom buddy from Gremlins. <laughs> exactly. So, and of course, you know, what better movie to rip off a, a gadget from than, than the, the Peltzer all-in-one breakfast <laughs> buddy. What, what, what was it? What was it called? Um, I don't remember what they called it. I put Peltzer my nose bathroom buddy, buddy from Gremlins, but it was, it yeah. was a brush magic. I forget oh, what it was. Well, that was the Larry Lutner. Yeah. Oh yeah. Larry Lutner. Yeah. Yeah. Larry Lutner thing. But those cameos just coming out of nowhere. Um, I have since become vague acquaintances with Adam Rifkin on social media. Ah. Uh, he seems to be quite delighted by my love for this movie. And I have found out since that he wrote this thing in a weekend. They gave yeah, him. I read that. Yeah. he. They gave him the wherewithal to, you know, you got to come up with something over the weekend and you start shooting Monday. <laughs> and you've got these limited resources and he came up with this script over a weekend and they started shooting and wasn't he fairly young at this time yeah yeah i think he had done um one or two very small films horror films um mm. psycho cop and maybe psycho cop returns um those oh, aren't those are under his name though <laughs> yeah if you go to look for those though he's credited as riff r-i-f riff coogan instead okay. of Rifkin for whatever reason so, um, yeah, so this was his first, I think the first Adam Rifkin film. He has gone on to um, uh, The Dark Backward, where Judd Nelson, again, um, is a guy with an arm growing out of his back, and he's trying to do a stand-up comedy career. Very, very strange film from the early 90s. <laughs> and he wrote Mouse Hunt. Yes, I saw Nathan that. Lane, yeah, and uh, Nathan Lane chasing a mouse movie. So, yeah. But yeah, Rifkin was great. Now, so so it sounds as though, uh, with some reservation perhaps for these goofball characters, especially in 2023, it sounds like you enjoyed the film. I have mixed feelings on this film. Um, okay. When when I finished it, it was like, okay, I I got some good out of it. I I enjoyed seeing some things, uh, and then I read about Adam Rifkin and how fast he had to write it and how early in his career this was and that takes all of that away and and i i don't like to 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 shit on on films and filmmakers i started to when i started the podcast but we've kind of kind of things have grown and you know you yeah. you see things for what they are and it's um i if i can find good in it i'm going to and i don't hate this movie um i did find it um the the cameos I liked I I actually really looked dude when uh Car I'll never pronounce his name right Carrie what's his name and oh, uh, Emilio Estevez show up yep oh my god that was hilarious man <laughs> yeah Elvis's brother is Cassian Elvis who is one of the producers so that's I did how see they got that yeah Carrie in there yeah for sure and then Rifkin must know the the whole Sheen Estevez family he had to have. <laughs> Because Charlie right? and Emilio both show up, which was right. was really cool. But what I what I liked of this, and this is also, you know, earlier in our um, series of shows, you had recommended uh, Empire Records because you have a very personal connection to Empire Records. Right. Um, and it was a slice of life movie. And 
I thought that was unique that yet you've again recommended a movie that takes you to that time period. And I, I dig that, man. I, uh, I do. So that I, I enjoyed the teleportation back in time, the little time yeah. travel. And so it was, it was cool. It was entertaining. Um, I don't hate it. <laughs> so yeah, that's all you could ask. Yeah. yeah. It, it really struck a chord with my buddy and I planning to go West and I can definitely I, see that. I mean, I'm the nerdier guy and he was the guy with the hair, you know? He, so we even fit this. The oh my God. Characters. And, uh, and, and just, I mean, there's lines in this thing that I'm saying, you know, this was 30 years ago that I saw this. And, um, you know, I still say, I say cheese sauce. Oh, that uh, was a great one. Cheese sauce. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to drink our own pee. You know, anytime yeah. anything goes wrong. But you know, We I'll weren't doing anything gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was exactly what we would have said. Hello, it wasn't gay. <laughs> yeah. I was playing with his hair. Well, we were doing anything gay, though. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, just I got to um, this is a weird thing. I go to visit the set of a National Lampoon movie called The Trouble with Frank. It's now called Pucked. It's got uh, John Bon Jovi in it. Oh wow! Good cast, not a very good movie. Directed by Arthur Hiller of all people. And I'm visiting the set in Greensboro, North Carolina, and the female lead. I'm never going to remember her name. Um, but she was dating Peter Berg. So Peter Berg is there watching them film. So I yeah. got to go over and have a chat with him about this film. And he seemed absolutely delighted that somebody. Oh, do tell. <laughs> and, uh, you know, was like, oh, I can't believe, you know, we did that out in the desert. It was so much fun. We shot it so quick. And, and he just was knocked out that somebody walked up and said, I'm a big fan of Never on Tuesday. So much That's like awesome. Rifkin is now, every time I say anything about it, um, I, I'll tag him, and then he starts tagging all the producers and stuff, and goes, "Look, somebody likes this movie." <laughs> it's never been released on disc. You said it's hard to find. Um, yeah. VHS release, which I think is what's been ripped to YouTube, is probably what yeah. you found me. It's what it looks like. Yeah, and I did find yeah. it on YouTube, and it, it um, is obviously a rip. I have begged him for a disc release of any kind, you know, DVD at least. Yeah. And he says the rights are weirdly buried somewhere and it happens a lot yeah it and really it, does it made there could always be music problems too you know yes i don't remember if there's a lot of music in it but the girls girl watch older music open. yeah but but that can kill a, a that's disc true release. you yeah. can stream it all day long but as soon as you try to put it on a disc you you, you any money you're going to make is all going to the music people yeah so unfortunately i don't know that we'll ever see this thing released high def Probably not. No, but um, <laughs> but I've got a VHS of it, you know, somewhere. Yeah, and uh, glad to hear it's on YouTube. At least I can watch it when I want. Yes, yeah, so it's 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 there. It it it's serviceable. It's not a horrible copy. Um, but yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's perfectly fine. But I, you know, where where this touched me was I I did like the way the boys over the course of that night learn that yeah. just because a woman is attractive doesn't mean she's for you or interested in you. And they did have an arc. I mean, as, yes, as goofy as this movie is, they are better people leaving at the end than they were when those cars collided. That's one of my, that's one of my notes about this movie. Um, it has a very breakfast club feel except mm -hmm. smaller. Uh, cause you have th th these arcs that they, they all take a little bit of an arc that like yeah. you had mentioned, uh, 
But for this time, this movie felt very progressive. Very, um, it's like, wow. Oh, you know, they're, they're going here with the the lesbian and, of course, the guys. And it's, it's, it's there's a lesson here. And it was, yeah. uh, I, thought, I thought it was well done, well written. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I thought that when she first, when Tuesday says, I'm a lesbian. I thought she was messing with him. <laughs> exactly. And, and then when she tells the story about her lost lover, um, and yeah. that she loses um, in a very sad, you know, uh, way. And she tells it over the over a campfire that they have over the course of the evening. Um, you know, this I, I, this movie really just gets to me. These characters are real to me. I wanted a sequel back then so mm. bad, <laughs> but but now I realize that you probably would have ended up with you know Arthur Two on the rocks. Um, you probably weren't going to get that level. You you can't take them through that arc again. You know all the things that. Reason well, why you really shouldn't do a sequel, you know that, and there's more that made this than just the story. I mean, there's so much that came into place to make this. This is at a point in Adam's career where he thought different or wrote different, and um, it's raw, and you can see that. You, like I said, once I saw where this was in his his career, I I softened quite a bit. It's like, wow, I'm impressed, dude. So yeah. you know, kill this thing. So it's um that. That is, um, I don't even know where I was going with that, but it was, it was, um, I don't know, Craig, I, I lost my train. <laughs> well, the, the film looks good. I don't know what the budget was. You know, it was low. Yeah. You, you absolutely know. And like you said, it is a little ragged around the edges, but surprisingly polished to me. Yeah. And that wreck, for example, dude, the wreck was something else. I don't know how they pulled that off. I guess they really slammed those cars into it. They each looked other. like it because they uh, looked trashed. But but they had to do that in a way because they play off of them. They get out of them. Mm -hmm. So that had to be done. I'm guessing, you know, it wasn't something they did in second unit at the tail end of filming. No, that, that was had to be done so that they could have the cars in the positions and everything. Right. Because they're the set. Yeah. So they must have knocked that out, you know, day one and then made sure everybody was OK and then brought the actors in and started filming, you know. Yeah, at least they didn't make the actors actually drive each other and crash. <laughs> that would have been low budget then. Would have been Tarantino, but anyway. <laughs> well, if if Tuesday had had her foot out bare, you know, barefoot yeah. out, yeah, yeah, maybe With, for a close up. Yes, exactly. Very much so. That's uh, a whole nother podcast. The Tarantino feet podcast not going to happen. No, but I am <laughs> going to say though that that I figured that out on my own pre-internet <clears throat> watching uh, Grindhouse. Yeah. And death proof. That was when I finally figured it out uh, to, for myself. Kill Bill is where I got it. It's like, why okay. are we looking at Uma's foot this long? Yeah. So, <laughs> so. but that is, yeah. I think you could get an entire podcast out of that, but, but it's not this one. So, hmm. I have to talk so. to Dave. <laughs> so, so, no, I'm not a foot person. I'm not doing a foot podcast. <laughs> so, I was doing a movie review newsletter. I was hand typing back then when this thing. Oh, wow, dude. And I was sending it out to friends all over Southern Illinois. And, um, and I actually challenged them. I said, somebody find this thing and watch it. And if you send me back four of the five cameos, tell me who four of the five cameos. And of course, this is. 90 so there is no internet you're not looking right. at nothing you know you're gonna have you're to see watch it. The movie. exactly <laughs> um then i was i uh had some swag i was gonna give them i don't remember what i had but mm. uh, nobody took me up on it 
I don't know that any of my friends actually watched it. So you may be the first person from uh, Illinois that I actually got to watch this film. But there you go. Greg, I will watch damn near anything. <laughs> if I if I can sit through the Star Wars holiday special, I can watch anything. So <laughs> there, there were two kids in the family. My uh, they're nephews ish. Uh, they're on my wife's side. And they came down and they were just little terrors. And I said, let's watch something. What, what do you guys like to watch? And they said, Star Wars. These are like three and four year olds. I mean, little kids. I'm like, I have Star Wars you've never seen. And they said, oh, no. no way. We've seen you everything. Didn't. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I've, I've got it. And I went and dragged out my rip of that show and put it on. And they lasted about yeah half hour. And oh. they were dying. They were, I mean, I looked over at them and it, you could see their brains oozing out of their ears. Um, <laughs> they couldn't take it. And so we never made it to the hour mark. They never saw Boba Fett in the cartoon. That's the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I wow. will, I'll whip that sucker out in a heartbeat if you start, you know, talking to me about Star Wars, somebody's not seen. Yeah, there's there's a statement that needs to be put in context. <laughs> so, wow. I'll just whip it out in a second. You can talk to me about Star Wars. <laughs> so a hundred and whatever you guys are up to, 160 or something now? I mean, 150 something. Okay. I know you're getting yeah. close to 160. Yeah. So is is the Star Wars holiday special? I mean, yeah, spoilers it's in there. Me, I mean, is, it is but in is there. Is it the worst? Is it the worst? So far. So okay. far, it is the worst we've reviewed. Um, we we keep looking. Yeah. There have been some contenders, but none have dethroned it. The closest was uh, Night of a Thousand Cats. Yeah, I saw that on VHS. I'm sorry. That is a yeah, close. Yeah, so second. was I. So was I. That is uh, when if you haven't heard our podcast on it, that's where David says he almost uh, walked out during the credits and then realized he was in his own house. So, yeah. I do remember at the, that. At that the was, beginning sequence, well, yeah. Well, now, now I'm I'm feeling like I'm going to have to challenge you guys. I'm going. I'm going to, I want something to dethrone Star Wars. Special, so <laughs> we'll we'll talk off camera later. We have seen you. some shit, and it still hasn't hit. <laughs> well, I'm up to. Um, I don't know. I, I just watched the Blob. You guys reviewed the Blob. So I'm oh yeah, love, the blob. love so the blob. Love the Blob. I'm about a hundred episodes back, unfortunately. Yeah. But I'm working my way through. Thank you, so, and we we do appreciate it very absolutely. much. So. Um, it's it's been wild to watch uh, how you guys have evolved the show. I like yeah. the opening. We're now in the episodes I'm in right now. You you guys kind of just chat for a while, and then you officially kind of start the review. Yeah, ways into the show. We we kind of leave from that and come back, and it's uh it's one of those things that we found when we started this. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. <laughs> You know, we just figured eventually we're going to get into a groove. And now we do. We just kind of ch chat a little bit and talk about yep. a movie. And sometimes it'll be a 20 minute podcast. Sometimes it'll be an hour and a half. And I apologize for those. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard to say because um, and that's the funny thing is I'll, sometimes I'll see the movie title and then I see the running time and I'm like, are they really going to be able to talk that long about <laughs> that movie? And then it turns no. out that actually <laughs> half of it is you guys just chat. It's probably about Star Wars or Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Little Doctor Who, something. And then yeah. 20 minutes left to go, you guys go, oh, yeah, the movie. The movie. And actually then, the movie. Yeah. And you give it, about, you know, the 20 minutes is, yes, that's exactly what that movie <laughs> deserves. But yeah. uh, so, guys, yeah, if, if, if you're not watching this show regularly, do because it's a lot of fun. Thank um, you. Going back to Never on Tuesday, though. Yes. Um, so, Claudia Christian, did she, is she, 
attractive to you? Did oh, you absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm I have a. Uh, hold on, hold on. I have a. I've got a pulse. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Actually. I mean, Berg's a, a decent looking guy. The other guy's the nerdy ones, uh, you know. But yeah. but she, um, oh, wow. she is smoking hot and smoking hot in this movie too. Um, I don't. Okay. I could not. There's no cast. No other three actors from that time that I would replace. You yeah. know these guys with. I think the performances are all pretty good. Um, the Andrew guy is, is the least polished, but he's got a lot of energy. And I think mm-hmm. that overcomes that he's not quite as talented as the other two. Berg doesn't really act anymore. I mean, he never he never was a huge anything, but he was in some weird movies like Late for Dinner and things like that. Yeah. And um, I don't think he ever did a series. But now he, you know, he's directing, and obviously that's working for him. So I doubt you'll ever probably see him unless he wants that SAG insurance where like producer Andrew Stevens now pops up in something for a minute. The doctor or the lawyer, you know, yeah. we'll get him. And then he's got his insurance for another year or whatever. So that's probably all <laughs> you're going to see at Bird. Claudia Christian's still around. I guess they yeah. just announced. I'm not a Babylon 5 guy. I never got into it. I've never I'm watched. aware of it. And they're apparently about to do an animated version. And everybody ah. surviving is going to come back and do their voices. So. Uh, which is, you know, Very probably cool. the best thing you could do at this point since, you know, we're talking 30-ish years later. So, yeah, yeah, uh, the voices will be a little probably more on point. Um, so, yeah, this movie touched me. It is one of my favorites. If somebody sits down and just says, I want to watch something and I like light, frothy, and I love the 80s, like, you know, let me go drag out my VHS. Yeah. Dude, when you when when you bring the eighties in like this, I mean, like like I said, this took me right back real fast. And it wasn't it was the dialogue. It was hearing these guys and realizing, oh my God, I thought that way. I talked yeah. that way. I acted yeah. that way. I would have seen her in the desert and thought the exact same thing. I was like, oh God, I just what the hell was wrong with me? Oh, I was a teenager. That's what was wrong with me. <laughs> a teenager in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. And, that's, <laughs> and, you know, and I certainly think kids of that age are probably a little more enlightened. Uh, I hope they are. Than, kind of hope so. Are. Um, but, you know, we survived it. You know, we're not. I don't, don't know how, Greg. I don't know how. <laughs> and But we're not terrible people, you know, no. uh, for having not been enlightened back then. Um, we made it through. And we found, we, we went into the light, Carol Ann. We, we yes. found the light. So, um, yeah, it's it's just, I, and I've never found, the closest I've found uh, to any film anywhere like this, and I only saw it once, was a film called Highways from the 90s. I don't know anything about it. Nobody known in it, no cameos or anything. But it was a road trip, but it was more about people. I think they left college and they were all trying to get home. Mm-hmm. And we're in the car with them for the bulk of the film. And then eventually people start leaving as they get to their homes. And it was the closest in that it had the same kind of feel of pretty well-drawn characters for, again, a very low-budget movie. If you don't have production values and your acting is only going to be what it's going to be, then you're left, the writing is your, your mm-hmm. only savior. And I think this film, I think it worked. It's just not been something uh, that I've ever been able to find a copy of. Um, 
I might have it on a VHS. Right. I might have ripped it off cable, but I haven't seen it since the '90s myself. So well, that's one of the things that um, I know. I know it's done for budgetary reasons. This single location, all of that, it makes it makes sense. And when you get down to that, you've got to have a tight story. And what he chose to focus on was the development of these characters. And I'm impressed because it evoked a lot of emotion and a lot of feeling and a lot of memories. And then reminded me of, of uh, as I, I said earlier, Breakfast Club, Weird Science. is like we are going 80s and there's, you know, it's yeah. it, was, it was cool, man. It was really cool. And and another thing I'll say, and it's on its behalf, in its in its favor. Um, the boys never take liberties, if I remember correctly. Um, no. They think about it, they fantasize about oh, it. Oh, do they ever about fantasize about it? I, I have to say something. Go ahead. I have never seen a turkey so molested. Yes. Yeah. It, I uh, will say no more, uh, listeners. If you want to understand what I just said, go watch the movie. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. Totally, totally true. But but they don't, um, you know, there's I don't think even any of them. I mean, they go in to kiss her from the side that one time and she mm-hmm. dodges them and they end up kissing each other, which just turns into a slapstick bit. But past that, there are no other. I mean, they don't crawl up beside her in her sleeping bag or, you no. know, they don't touch her inappropriately. They don't. They don't hit on her in a way that can't watch it now and enjoy it right yeah so i don't think it's problematic despite the fact that these guys are idiots about women Mm -hmm. i think that rifkin managed to keep it off you know on the right side of things well he did a good point or you know i don't know did it when you saw it back then did it play off that they were idiots um or does or is it just more okay because i well, I just didn't know if it was like, because if I'd have seen it then, I would have been 19 and I would have still been thinking like that. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> I, you know, that's an interesting point. I saw it post-college. I'd just gotten out of college. So I was 22. Yeah. You're still an idiot at 22. Usually. Oh, yeah. So, um, but I didn't find myself hoping. I don't think I found myself hoping that they actually were going to end up having sex with her, especially when she identified as a lesbian and said she wasn't interested. Um, I took that off the table. I was intrigued to see where it was going to go from there because at that point, that's early, 20 minutes in, and there's, you know, it's an hour and 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, something like that, yeah. It's not a super short movie, but it's not stupidly long either. But I didn't know exactly how they were going to pull off three characters talking, but they did. Mm. And the the realness i mean the ridiculous uh story about them getting locked in Kmart or whatever and there's so many good just little funny moments and and it's the kind of thing that my buddy and i that you know we were looking to go west that's the kind of thing that would have happened that's awesome back then you know so yeah i i just think this is a gold star uh small little movie um it's not going to change the world it's not going to win oscars but it's a fun little hour and a half um, yeah, get those cameos dotted in, and that's that's Dude. it's almost like Michael Winslow in the Police Academy movies. They roll one out just when the movie starts slowing down, and you're like, oh, okay, and then I'll oh, here's Gilbert Godfrey, yeah. and 
<laughs> Gilbert Gottfried was freaking hilarious in this, man. Oh my God. You're in the desert. You might die. So you'll, you know, this will, this way you won't think about dying. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Doesn't give him a ride, nothing. Just no. In fact, he tells him why he can't. I can't. Yes. Sorry, he can't give you a ride. I'll I think he says up like he'll tell somebody. Yeah. Someday, it's like... Maybe. <laughs> but um yeah, so I, I'm I'm pleased that you liked it as well as you did. I yeah. did um you mentioned that uh, there might be a little add-on here when Dave's able to return. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would love to hear what he's got to say about it. Um uh I will tell you that from watching what I've watched up till now, I, I have noticed that Dave seems to um, be a little more 2023 centric in that sometimes the problematic bits of earlier movies, he doesn't get around them uh, or he doesn't set, he doesn't excuse them for the context of when they were made. Yeah. yeah. He, he seems to have a little more problem. So I, I really, that's one of the reasons I'm really interested to see if he has issues with this. Yeah. from that time frame we, we will uh, see more than you and i did um so yeah. i'm looking forward to that i hope that is something that happens and if not yeah. then you find out from him and tell me in private message i will i will know. you know and that's one of the things dave and i do do talk about it it's it's hard sometimes to um to look at a movie for what it is and what time it was made and we tend to look through through 2023 glasses and say yeah. hey this is not acceptable now I can recognize and say, you know what, this this could be a bit problematic now, but this was a different time. It is what it is. You can't go back and change it. You know, yeah. you, <laughs> I still love 16 Candles. I don't give a shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Name any of the ones that they say are problematic now. Um, All of them. <laughs> went to that screening of Better Off Dead in Savannah with the cast and crew. And, um, you know, there are things in it that I, you know. My my alarm will go off. It, I have know, not seen it alarm. since, probably oh, since then? it first came out. I need to really go back and watch it. Oh yeah, you should absolutely revisit yeah. that film. In fact, that would be a good episode for you. It's guys. it's been in our queue for a long time. We have <laughs> been talking about it for a while. Yeah, but yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I mean that's it's certainly an old ass movie at this point. Um, yeah, and be interesting <laughs> to see how it holds up for you. Um, oh, I'm so sure. That, was that a well. VHS? From back in the day, yes. Did you see that on VHS? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. actually Me too. believe I it or not. It the believe it or not, I saw it when I was in Okinawa. A friend of mine had it on oh. VHS and said, "You got to watch this movie." So, um, yeah, it was. So it's funny how that, that's one thing you know. Music, movies, they will when you see them or you hear them. They're time machines, man. They will take you to places. Yeah. You, you mentioned Better Off Dead. I instantly thought of my time in Japan. And here we go. And it's, it's, it puts that, sets that mood. It's really wild, man. You know, $2. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm interested to see that episode when you guys do that. Cool, man. Um, well, I, you know. Yeah. What do you, where do you want to go from here with better, uh, not Better Off Dead? Better Off we, we will have to go to Better Off Dead. But I will just. uh Give, give our listeners your final review thoughts on this movie. So it's a three character study. It's got some funny cameos. It's surprisingly well made for something that was probably in the very low, like a hundred thousand dollars range, maybe, maybe half a million. I, it yeah. couldn't have been any more than that. Um, and there really is, it's not just slapstick. It's not just puns. There is a character arc 
mm-hmm. these characters. Um, all three of them grow over the course of their time together. And the ending it kills me when they have when they take their separate vehicles and they're going off yeah. in different directions and likely never saw each other again. Back because then, this is the there's 80s, no yeah. way, yeah, there's no way to keep in touch like we do now, you know? Yeah. Simple as looking somebody up on Facebook or that, that's that's what's amazing, yeah, because right then there's such a finality. Fi- what what you know, a, a final finality, yeah. whatever, of of that, of their separation. Whereas now it's like, hey, you know, I can just pick up my phone and uh, look you up and we can chat at any time. But then right. you're never gonna find them. So uh yeah, this has got um this is an entertaining 80s movie. Got great character study, as you say, and um, a good message as well. But my favorite part of it is these crazy ass cameos. Um, I don't know why they're in there and I don't care, but they're really cool. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it takes it up. It takes it into a realm of, of absurdity, that, which is uh, good. I like absurd. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree because because it does have kind of heartfelt moments here and there. But but there's more. It is a funny movie. There are. It is a comedy. Um, I'm just impressed that they were able to sprinkle some heartfelt moments in. Yeah. But then you have these just brilliant. And like I said, I have no idea if they were scripted or if they came up with them on the set when the people arrived. But Rifkin was calling in every favor, obviously. Right. He could. <laughs> and obviously he and Judd Nelson got along very well because they did that film, The Dark Backward, together after this. Right. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's worth going to YouTube. I don't I'm not a big watch stuff on YouTube guy because usually there's a, a valid release out there somewhere that you should exactly invest money in some way. But this movie, I mean, Rifkin himself has said, you know, it's not likely to be coming out any which way. They're not getting anything. You're not hurting them by watching it on YouTube. So if you're if if this chat uh, Scott and I have had makes you interested in that film, by all yeah, means, please do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's just and, it. You know, it's been come on. Back and comment this wherever you're watching it. Come yes. back and comment your thoughts, because I'm the more people I can turn on to the Never on Tuesday Brigade. You know, I'm all for that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we could be a vehicle to help your um your crusade. crusade. Yes. <laughs> you need a t-shirt and a bumper sticker. Uh, dang straight, I do. <laughs> never on Tuesday. Uh yeah. <laughs> well, folks, I appreciate you joining us. Craig, thanks again for being uh my guest on here. And hopefully we can get Dave's thoughts on the movie and have you back for um better off dead in the future here which would be absolutely awesome thanks again for coming thanks folks for listening and hit the like hit the subscribe hit the share you can find us on youtube rumble twitter facebook wherever you listen to your podcast at if you can't find me drop me a line but that means you found me so hey (laughs) or find me and i'll direct you yes absolutely or or find dave when he gets back he'll tell you find somebody for god's sake (laughs) thanks again folks and we will catch you next week with something different